Hey everyone, Ben here with a quick interruption before we get into today's episode to let you know that we have been nominated for a Sports Podcast Award. Yippee! That is very, very exciting. We are actually incredibly honoured and excited to have that nominee. And you, the listener, yes, the very person that is listening to this right now can help us win a Sports Podcast Award and get us on the podium for once rather than always being off the podium. To do so, head to sportspodcastawards.com. Dot com, register to vote, click on the Best Olympic and Paralympic Podcast category where you can then vote for us to win. Now, you will have to listen to the other nominees as well, but let's be honest, you know you're going to vote for us because you're listening to our show today, which means we know you like us and we'd very much appreciate the vote in advance. Sportspodcastawards.com, that's how you do it, and we thank you in advance. And everybody who votes for us, we promise to thank you in our acceptance speech should we win. Right now, I'm going to shut up, play some music, and then you're going to hear me talk again as we get into today's episode of Off the Podium. Enjoy. They're standing and they're applauding that dramatic performance by James Torvald and Christopher Dean. Alex Philadelphia. It takes a lot to make him happy and he is clearly pleased. She's up, she's moving nicely. She's got it. Yes! Sally Stegel, 132.67 has won at least the medal. She's 0.24 up. Yuki! On the ice for the Gimlet. The Gimlet stopping! These gold of games have their crowning moments. It is Off the Podium, an Olympics podcast coming to you once again for a Beijing 2022 daily recap. Day 13 is here and pretty much done. We are also on day three of Karen Gets Angry at Ben. Keep your voice down slightly. Although I'm raising it just a little bit tonight because Karen herself was loud earlier and this person doesn't ring up reception. He just decides to talk a little bit loudly. But now that we've gotten Ben's little whinge out of the way, we've got an exciting day of Olympic action to talk about from Beijing 2022. It's a big day for Canada. It's a big day for off the podium's queen. And it's a big day to welcome the GOAT, the MVP, the Daily Dale winner, of off the podium, Mr. Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome back. What a day it is to be an Olympic fan. What a day. What a race. What sports. Uh, so much happening. Um, great to be back. Always great to have you. I know Colin this evening. So excited is he that uh, Canada broke through. They broke the drought, the eight-year drought for gold in the women's ice hockey uh, that he's celebrating by sleeping. I think. Um, But uh, yes, hello to Colin, should he be listening to this. But uh, obviously, big, big day for Canada. Gold in the women's ice hockey. If there's one gold they want to win, it's always going to be in ice hockey. Obviously, the men, sadly, went out yesterday. We'll talk about that, no doubt. But the women did it in style today, 3-2 over Team USA. Got to be honest, that was a bit generous to see that scoreline at the end. It did not deserve to be 3-2. Canada spanked them. Um, the most dominant final I think that's ever been in the women's ice hockey in the Olympic history. But uh, 
Did you watch it, Jared? Did you did you get pumped up? Did you get excited? Or are you still too focused on Slovakia and the men's that you don't really give two shits about the women? No, I did watch it. Um, it was a good game. It was a uh, valiant fight back, um, but I felt the same. I felt like Canada deserved to win, so I was glad that um, that with 12 seconds left, uh, the US couldn't find an equaliser. Yes, well, they, they got a little bit nervy there right at the end, but when you've got a six-on-four power play, if you don't score, that says probably more about you than if you than if you do. But uh, they got to a 3 nothing lead there into the second period, which, I mean, game of hockey, it's pretty standard, but in a USA-Canada women's match, that's pretty unheard of to have a three-goal lead in any form of uh, match. But uh, it was ended up being a great dominant performance. Captain Clutch, Mary-Philippe Poulon, uh, became the first hockey player in the Olympics, male or female, to score a goal in four gold medal matches, if you do not mind. She scored a goal in at least every one of the last four gold medal matches, 2010, 2014, 2018, 2022. Captain Clutch did it again. And, of course, this is Canada's fifth gold medal in women's ice hockey since it started in 1998 the other two of course went to the usa but i I mean i have to say it's great that it actually got coverage here and um you know i i of course like to take credit for that that my influence on channel 7 has meant that they've shown probably a record amount of ice hockey this time around because clearly i'm that influential but um it was pretty exciting that they really did pump this up showed the majority of it they obviously cut away because we had sammy kennedy going in the ski cross uh, which, you know, got an Australian with a medal chance. Of course, they're going to cut away. But, um, I mean, it's exciting when you do get to see this and really, I think, pump up the tyres of what is one of the best rivalries in sport going at the moment between the USA and Canada and women's ice hockey. Yeah, it's just nice to be getting a lot more variety as we get towards the end. I feel like in you know, like it's almost like we got it at the start and then in the middle they kind of like lost their way. Um, but now we are seeing a bit of everything, which is probably due to a lot less being on uh, and the fact that um, our Australian results are a little bit uh, in the past so that we don't need to see replays of them again. So um, good job today, Channel 7. Just in the men's touch on that, obviously, when we left last night, it was nil all in the, the men's. Canada ended up falling to Sweden 2 nothing. which, look, it kind of was, I don't want to say expected, but... Obviously, when you lose the NHL players, there's not a lot of, uh, I guess, I don't want to say hope on Canada, but uh, obviously it loses a lot more of the, its luster because the European teams become so more powerful. And Sweden are just such a great side and one of the, the big powerhouses. And a fun fact for you, Sweden made it to the semifinals now for the third time in their history, fourth time in the history, sorry. Their three previous semifinals in Olympics, they've never lost so there's a bit of stats for you when they play rock uh, in uh, a day. So uh, they're through. But you don't care about that. You care about your beloved Slovakia. They're going to be playing Finland. And uh, that is happening tomorrow. So uh, what do you, you, you want to discount a potential Sweden-Finland gold medal match, a rematch of 2006, traditional Scandinavian rivals, Jared, for the, the hope of a, a Slovakia-Sweden or a Slovakia-Russia uh, gold medal match. I'm guessing that's what you're hoping for. Yeah, I'm just going to – well, we can still get the rivalry in the bronze medal game, so I'm just hoping for the True. Slovakia rock uh, gold medal match and then uh, Sweden and Finland can fight it out for the bronze. 
Well, I, I'm I'm sadly going to disagree and hope that it is a Sweden Finland uh, gold medal match. Somebody with Swedish heritage and somebody who loves the Finns, I think uh, that would be a perfect one. And and Rock, you know, like come on, just we just we don't we don't trust those those Russians. Sorry, Vladimir, don't invade me. But um, it's it's exciting to kind of have some good storylines going there. Obviously, a bit sad that Canada are no longer in that. That's the first time they've not made the semi-finals in the men since 2006. That was the last time that it was a Sweden-Finland uh, final as well. So maybe a bit of history tracking on there. But here's a nice little stat for you Canadian ice hockey fans out there who are disappointed about your men's team. The last time you went out in the quarterfinals, you did go on to win the gold at the next Olympics. So there's a fun little uh, stat for you. Did you stay up to 3 o'clock in the morning last night, Jared? I'm sure you did. I'm sure you were just riveted watching that last night. Oh, you knew me. I'm a big ice hockey convert. So uh, I was uh, <laughs> definitely up at uh, three in the morning. You were voting for off the podium mm. at the sports podcast <laughs> at the same time, weren't you? You were just sitting mm-hmm. there going, vote, 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 watch, 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 watch. You just, you're on board with it completely. Uh, another medal for Canada today, Mario Thompson, the silver in the ski cross, which uh, I, I don't know how Colin's feeling about this because it's the first time Canada's actually never won the women's ski cross. Goal went to Sandra Nasland of Sweden, who just world champion, world cup champion, dominated the number one going into this. Bronze went to Danielle Meyer of Germany. It was a bit disappointing, I think, for Canada, given they had about 400 skiers in the semifinals and they only ended up with one. But uh, Mario did well. She was uh, coming last pretty much the entire race and somehow managed to get the silver. Um, just before we talk about, obviously, Sammy Kennedy Sim in uh, this event, what did you think of the finals? A pretty entertaining final, actually. It was. I think. It felt like it, like by like the halfway point, this really wasn't in doubt of who was going to win. Um, but like the top section was interesting. Um, it was obviously a good mix of nations in there. Uh, I did love just jumping ahead to like the small final, just like three Canadians, one Australian, like yeah, just so funny to look at and like the optics of it of just being like Canada, 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 Australia. Um, it was was just really fun. It was such an off-the-podium final, wasn't it? And, of course, I mean, that would have been a perfect big final. But um, Sammy did great. Like, she got through to the semis again. Um, fantastic. And, obviously, unfortunately, same finish as she got four years ago in Pyeongchang. But um, we, we love Sammy. We Sammy was one of our original guests, I think, maybe like our second or third guest we ever had on off the podium, you know, all the way back in like 2016, 2017 and such a great, such a great athlete, such a great woman. And obviously um, everyone was rooting for her. Like just literally everyone at channel seven was like glued around the TVs cheering for her. Cause maybe the last chance we'd have for a medal. I mean, you know, Kiara Bria looking good in the, in the training of the, of the two woman Bob, but uh, unless we get the upset of the millennium with our uh, ski uh, cross country skiers on Sunday coming up, um, you know, obviously kind of last, last real hope there. But um, I mean, gotta love Sammy. She, she, she gave it her all. Yeah, she did. And I just love how she just kind of quietly goes about her business. I feel like, Today she got a little bit of hype, but like before that, it was just, it was really nothing. And it's not like the same level that like all the hype that went into snowboard cross. And here we've got like the same result, um, but just with like I don't know, a quarter of the, of the hype in, in the lead up. So i um, really happy for her, happy that she had to go back to back eights. Um, and yeah, just silently went about her business without um, the overhype. So uh, maybe next time if she's there, they can hype her up a little bit more. 
yeah, go for it. Maybe it could be a possibility for a flag bearer in four years' time as she sticks around in Milan. Um, she, she could be our closing ceremony flag bearer because, I mean, everyone that should be doing it are gone. Um, I'm, I'm still calling probably Brie for that just because she got the fifth um, going there. Although, I mean, Greta's her third Olympic. She's done okay. So, and it was Sammy's third Olympics as well. So, um, haven't really thought much about that, but I mean, it can't be Scotty. He's gone. Can't be Jakara. She's gone. Um, Tess, I think, has gone as well. And of course, um, uh, Jackie's gone as well. So none of our medalists are there. So you and I might get the call up at this time, Jared, to be the closing ceremony flag bearer. I don't know. Have, you, have the AOC contacted you at all? Uh, well, I, I uh, legally can't comment on that. Oh, um, exclusive. I think we wow. might, Um, it might just be a Nigeria situation where we just, <laughs> just get a volunteer to carry the flag for us, you know. You know, I'm actually, I'm actually saying that there is one person who deserves it because let's be honest, she has done so well in every event she's competed in. Alyssa Camplin, like where, where is that woman not? Like she is literally at every single event and if not her, Lydia Lassler. Like Lydia mm-hmm. has just been stealing the show. So what do you reckon between our two aerialists? Uh, they've done very well in uh, Beijing without competing, right? So Alyssa or or, um, or Lydia, who, who, who's your call? Oh, surely both, right? Dual flag bearers. Oh, exactly. Just, you know, go there. No, give it to Richo. Richo has been fantastic as well. I don't know if you follow um, them on social media, but uh, they obviously got a bit of a free run of the um, ski cross course today. So there's a lovely video of uh, Richo doing a starfish sliding down the ski cross. <laughs> so, yes, uh, they're having some fun over there in Beijing, it seems. Um, other Aussie in action today. Yeah, we should talk about Greta because we obviously want to talk a little bit about the combined because of what happened in that. Before we talk about a certain queen, um, Greta 13th, uh, great result for her. I believe that's her best result ever in this event at a World Cup or an Olympics. Not Australia's best though. Uh, we did have a ninth in that one uh, back in, uh, I think it was Salt Lake City from memory. But um, great effort. I mean, yes, half of the field kind of crashed out, but still uh, in 10 years' time when you look at your results list and you see that you got 13th in the Olympics, you're not going to see that 10 people crashed out. You're just going to see that you finished 13th in the Olympics. So uh, great job for Greta there. And she's already also talking about coming back from Milan. So I, I like seeing that. Yeah, that was great to see her. Like I feel like she was a little bit disappointed, but... Um Good to get a, her best result and really happy that, that she'll be coming back to uh, to give it another crack in four years. Jenny Owens in uh, Salt Lake City. Thank you, Ben, for that. But, I mean, look, we can't not talk about a certain queen who automatically has gotten the daily. She was getting the daily dial today no matter what, even if she did shit, but she didn't do shit. We'll talk about somebody doing shit again. Hello, Michaela Shipfront. But um, this was beyond what I honestly believe she could do because, um, you know, shattered in, in the downhill – she ended up only 0.1 of a second behind uh, the leader at that point. Should have been leading the downhill, but she fucked up, I think, on like the third gate and looked like she was about to crash again in the downhill, but somehow pulled like a second and a half out of her butt. Um, and then coming into the slalom, an event that she just doesn't do and is not very good at, uh, somehow managed to do very well in that and ended up fourth. Queen Esther, I mean, just... Just the fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, she's walked away from these Olympics as a gold medalist again in the, the snowboard, you know, not unexpected. She got 27th in the downhill, but let's be honest, she did like a 360 corks scream and semen in that, and she basically added some extra style points in that. Would have been a lot higher in that one had she not fucked up. Fifth in the Super G, the event that she, of course, was defending and uh, came out and said like, look, you know, I'm actually really happy with that. And ended up getting a fourth in an event that she, I think, woke up after the Super G and was just like, yeah, bugger, I'm going to do the combined. Um, I mean... 
this woman is incredible. This absolutely is incredible. Not a fluke four years ago. And just imagine what she could do in alpine skiing if she could actually concentrate on this more so than just having to alternate between the snowboard and everything. She's only 26. She'll be 30 by the time it's Milan. Uh, I'm calling it. Do all five events, Esther. Come um, come Milan. Do the mixed team event just by yourself. Um, and do the figure skating. Do the skeleton. Do everything. Just, you know, become everything. But, like, I mean, just incredible. Fourth place for her. Wow. Queen Esther has done it again. Queen Esther, indeed. I feel like this, if anything, is probably, like, huge, like, feel for, like, Milan to, to have come so close to meddling again. Um it's just, it's amazing. It's like you said, it, it just proves that like it wasn't a fluke four years ago. Um, yeah, I feel like she's going to be really focused come like, come next Olympics. And like this event, can we, stupid scoring anyway. I, she should have got the gold. Uh, second in the downhill, fifth in the slalom. So like if we're taking on averages uh, between yeah. the two events, I mean, she she wins gold. Who came up with this stupid timing system? What's that all about? Uh so, um, yeah, the gold medalist 12th in the downhill, how does that work? Um, but yeah, great result. Um, super excited to see her again in, in four years time. I think we're actually, we might even see her in two years time. Wouldn't surprise me if she goes in the summer Olympics. Yeah. Just what, what do you reckon? She'd have a crack in like canoe, um, yeah. canoe sprint, yeah. dressage, just make the horse do things. Um, sport, break dancing, break dancing. Break dancing. Yep. Sport climbing. Um, I just just get her involved in all of it. Fencing, the epee, I reckon she'd be pretty good at that. Not the foil though, more more mm. of an epee. Uh, on pentathlon, I, I feel yeah, like oh, it's where she'd really shine. Yeah, exactly. And you know, last chance on the horses because like if she had to go on a bike, you know, I don't know. Mm. She's she's one with the horses, Esther. But um, absolutely incredible. And had a bit of a chat with John O'Brower, and I even said to him like you surprised and he's like bloody oath i was surprised he's shit at slalom so like it's kind of like there you go so um but speaking of shit michaela Shitfrin, um (laughs) come on like i'm sorry to be cruel to this woman but like she crashed out again at least she she made at least past like three gates this time around but three out of the five events she's crashed out i don't even think she got a top 10 did she i think maybe she was ninth in the super g but um yeah, what the hell is going on here? Talk about like talking someone up and then they just leave with their tail. I'm I'm not taking away from her achievements outside of these Olympics. She's one of the all-time greats in alpine skiing and she's achieved a lot. But holy fuckball, she's going from Beijing with uh, just nothing to show for it. Yeah, that uh, that goat title might might have to be revoked after these Olympics. Um, yeah, the hype, the hype, the hype, the hype, and and it's even funnier because I'm like the hype in Australia. Of, of all yeah. places, like imagine the hype over in like the US for her. Um, but yeah, to to DNF on in, in three out of the five events, just I feel like it's kind of unheard of. Like surely at like that point, you're like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, make sure I get down. I don't I don't care where I finish here. Just just get down the hill. Um, but yep. no, nah, couldn't do it. Still off to the side again. Just she's still waiting. I, I'm just I'm just pointing this out. Eddie the Eagle finished his events. The Jamaican bobsled team maybe didn't quite finish it, but I think they finished at least three of their four runs. So they did better than did better than Michaela. I, I've skied for like five seconds in my life and I was shit. But I reckon that if I had have trained enough, I like as you were saying, I could have just, you know, made it down in about thirty minutes, but I still finished. You know? Like I would have been lapped. I don't think you can get lapped in Alpine's game, but I probably would have. 
Um, so, yeah, Michaela. Like, look, I never thought I'd say this, but I kind of miss Lindsay Vonn. At least Lindsay Vonn could get a bronze um, in, like, her 20th Olympics. Um, but, wow, Jesus. Um, do you think she'll come back? Do you think we'll see her again for Sweet Revenge? And this will be all plastered over the, the comeback of, you know, the ESPYs will give it, like, the comeback of all time because she comes on and gets a bronze, pulls a Simone and, like, I don't know, does something sneaky at the end and wins the hearts of America. She's got it right. You couldn't you couldn't go out like this. I feel like she's got to be back and at least, I don't know, maybe she needs to cut down the program. Um, just, just focus on one event maybe and then if she crashes out, then move on to the next and the next and the next and the next. Um, but, yeah, I think she'll be back. I think she should change, like do the ski cross, you know. Like, I mean, at least if you crash out, that's a bit of style, right? So, you know, why not? Or... I don't know, like um, the half pipe. Do you think she'd be good at? But I mean, she's good at falling over. So just add a flip to it, right? I think you're onto something with like the ski cross. I feel like there it's more of like a, a a straight line. She seems to have trouble like turning corners. Well, the slalom is meant to be her event, but that's the one that she like fucked up the most. So it's kind of like, well, if that's her event, then Jesus, like, okay, good for her. But um, again, look, I'm I'm sitting in a chair. Right now in a hotel room, being the armchair critic, I can't ski to save my life. She's at the Olympics. She's achieved more in life than I ever will. But um, I'm also allowed to call a spade a spade. And I'm sorry, Michaela, you were shit in these Olympics. Like, if we had the, the daily Michaela, you probably would have won that probably every single day. So, um, you know, if we have the, the daily Dale of the Olympics, you probably win the daily Michaela. I'm sorry, man. I really am. You seem like a nice woman. And um, I'm sure that you can go home and stroke all your crystal globes and other Olympic medals and World Cup wins and go, okay, well, I feel okay about myself. I've achieved a bit in life. That podcast that bagged me out didn't win the Australian podcast. And we probably won't end up winning the Sports Podcast Awards. Vote now via sportspodcastawards.com. So fair enough. But I'm allowed to take this moment to talk shit about an Olympian. And I am. Michaela, you were shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm roasting a champion right now. So um, you're allowed to bag out athletes. I, I, I am saying right now it is, it is publicly okay because when you're not an athlete, you have no idea about it. So anyway, um, Jared, anything to add? <laughs> uh, not really. I'm just, I'm just nervous now that uh, Michaela's going to go and, and vote against us on the, on the, on the sports podcast awards. But um, given her track record here, she'll probably fail at that as well. Yeah, probably. She'll go to click on, like, keep the flame alive and accidentally click for off the podium. So uh, there you go. It's been it's been a while since we've kind of had, like, an athlete to, you know, pile shit in, you know. Missed the Ryan Lochte days and the Lindsay Vaughn days. So, you know, prove us wrong, Michaela. Come back in four years, win five out of five, and I'll be the first to sit here and go, Michaela, you are no longer Michaela shitfriend. You are Michaela Goodfriend. And uh, go forth and prosper and do well in that um we should mention in the curling canada are out of the women's unfortunately uh jennifer jones couldn't quite pull through and uh, i believe they actually go out on a tiebreaker so uh they do they ended up finishing five and four with japan but because japan beat them in the round robin they are out so the semi-finals in the women's curling we will see 
Uh, Switzerland playing Japan, Sweden versus Great Britain. Who's your picks there, Jared, just quickly right now off the top of your head? Uh, the Swedes um, and the Japanese. This was an odd one, though, because I think it was a three-way tie. And then uh, they'd all kind of uh, three-way tie for fourth you, and they'd all beat each other. Three-way tie between some, third and fifth. Yes, you are correct. Some weird drawstone tiebreaker that I don't understand for the life of me, but Canada were the furthest away. Wow. Okay. Look at that. That's... um. I, I believe they probably just, you know, what do they do? Just go out to a rink and go, whoever, just everyone throw a stone down the mm, rink. Right. Is it? You're, you're in, you know. They should do, do it. Do a screaming semen and, um, you know, crash out like Michaela Shitfrin and then boom, you, you are into the semifinals. But, um, yeah, sad for Canada there. Jennifer Jones not through. But, of course, the men are through and uh, Scotland will play the United States. So the Team USA Duck Dynasty mullets. Did you appreciate the mullets that Colin sent you through last night? Did you, did you like them? I did appreciate the mullets. Um, it's, it's, it's a good look for them. Brings attention and to the sport of curling. Well, it's getting a lot of attention because I don't think you were on the show the other day when we were talking about the fact that Kirsty Alley tweeted out saying that um, curling is boring and then like Curling USA or like one of the curlers tweeted back and said, yeah, well, your last five movies weren't exactly exciting. Um, but The Rock himself today tweeted out about the curling because they kept referring to rocks. And so he's like, I'm like, oh, I was a bit confused about this, but curling's fucking awesome or something along those lines. So they're all behind it. So um, Great Britain, USA in the first semi. And then we've got Canada versus our man, the beloved Oscar Eric Owen for double medals in these Olympics. Got his bronze in the mix. Now can he go for something better? How are you feeling about this? Because, I mean, how can we go against our beautiful Swedish Ericsson? Like, I mean, that man's a... An Adonis versus our beloved Canada. I, I don't know which way to cheer. Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, maybe like a double concussion in the other game and then this gets advanced to the gold medal match. I don't know. Um, I'm feeling Canada for this one, though. I reckon that they'll pull through. They've Like, this is the thing, Jared, like... They've never not medaled in curling at the Olympics, except for the very first curling when there was only three countries and all three of them obviously won a medal in like 1924. Since it came back in 1998, they've medaled in every single Olympics. So, yeah, they don't. This is their last chance. But I've got to say, it is a pretty good final four because, like, again, Sweden, Oscar Eriksson, got a, got a good guy there. Canada, well, we love Canada. USA, reigning champions, the mullets, everybody loves a bit of this Duck Dynasty. And then you've got the Scots, again, not Great Britain, Scotland, who, can we just point out, Great Britain, absolutely rubbish, these Olympics, absolutely rubbish. They've only got two more chances. They haven't won a medal yet. New Zealand are going to beat them. Of course, choked in skeleton. We were, I'm, you know, at least Michaela Schiffman finished two races. <laughs> I mean, Britain, what the fuck have they done, these Olympics? So, And, of course, it's all up to the Scots. It's always up to the Scots to pull through here. So, um, I mean, a good final four. You're going to be pretty happy with whoever wins the gold, silver, and bronze in this. But um, I'm going to say Canada-USA final. Just going to call it. And I'm going to say that Sweden will beat Britain for the bronze. I I don't think Britain are going to win a medal in these Olympics. I'm calling it now. Just saying. I think they're going to choke in both the curling. Uh, I think they've got one of their freestyle skis might be with a sneaky chance and I think they can do okay in the bobsleigh, but, um, yeah, this is national inquiry into winter sports in the UK if they're going to get beaten by New Zealand. And, of course, New Zealand can still probably win another gold in the men's halfpipe. So, 
Oof. Jeez. National, I mean, God, what, what are they saying in Britain? Oh, bloody hell, we need more snow. Like, is this a Brexit thing, Jared? I don't know. Could be. That, well, I mean, if only we've got uh, Scottish independence and then they wouldn't oh. even have this medal to rely on. Um, so, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I reckon yeah. they might actually pull pull out the win in the semi. I reckon that's okay. um, saying it's going to be a Canada-Scotland final. I like your confidence there. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Um, should actually mention, so just with the medal results today, so actually in the women's combined, we, you know, we're talking about Greta and Queen Esther, but gold went to Switzerland again. Stop winning Alpine skiing medal, Switzerland. Just stop it. They got the gold and silver. Michelle uh, Gizan won the gold. Wendy Holdener took the silver. And Federica Brigoni for Italy took the bronze. Um, and the other medal that has been decided today, the women's 1,000 meters and sadly irene vust could not get her 14th medal but she actually i will correct myself she does have one more event i thought this was her last minute she's got the mass start to go so one more event for great old irene off the podium's number one fan uh but goal went to miho takagi of japan in an olympic record if you don't mind juta leardom of the netherlands the most followed speed skater on the planet she's got about two and a half million followers um Clearly, I think for her speed skating, let's be honest, we're, we're pervin on Oscar Ericsson. Like, I, I follow, I follow Jutta on uh, Instagram. She, she's a, she's the Oscar Ericsson of female speed skating. Very, very worthy of uh, being followed. And uh, Brittany Bow from the US uh, got through for the bronze there. So uh, there you go. We've got two more events to be decided, which will probably be decided off. I mean, the figure skating I think is uh, scheduled to finish at like four a.m. Um, in the women's singles, but we know obviously if uh, our beloved little 15 year old gets the medal, there'll be an asterisk on that. We'll be uh, debating on there if uh, Camilla walks away with that one, or skates away, I guess. Um, and we've got the Nordic combined, sad day today, last day of the Nordic combined, the team uh, going on today, and uh, shall update you on that. So the medal tally right now uh, Norway, 13 gold, 72 away. So no goal for Norway today. They've got to get one more to equal that record. Uh, which I will correct myself. I think yesterday I said that it was Norway and Canada. Germany also got 14 gold back in 2018. So the uh, the big mark of trying to get to 15 gold um, is what we're looking here for Norway. But uh, they're on 13 gold, 7 silver, 8 bronze, 28 in total. Germany, 10 gold, 6 silver, 5 bronze. Got a couple more bobsled events to go there, Germany. So uh, they're, they're, they're pretty solid. Uh, 21 in total. USA, 8 gold, 8 silver, 5 bronze, 21. Sweden, 7 gold, 4 silver, 4 bronze, 15 in total. China, their best ever Winter Olympics, seven gold, four silver, two bronze, 13. Canada, even with their fourth gold of the game, still can't crack the top 10. I think I mentioned this yesterday. Uh, they're sitting in 11th place, uh, four gold, five silver, 11 bronze, 20 in total. So they're equal gold with Rock and France, but uh, Rock and France have more silvers. So if Canada are able to get that fifth gold, they will move into ninth. Do you think they can do it, Jared? Yeah, I reckon it's coming in the men's curling. You reckon they've got it? Okay, yeah. cool. And Australia, we have dropped down to 17th, one gold, two silver, one bronze. And, of course, we're cheering against Nico Porteous winning a medal in the um, the half pipe, and unless he gets a bronze because then they won't move ahead of us. If he gets a gold or a silver, actually, no, he's got to get a gold because even if he gets a silver, uh, Australia remains on top because we have more bronze than New Zealand. But I just... Talk about Britain choking. I don't know how I could feel about losing to New Zealand in the Winter Olympics. I mean, in all honesty, we probably should always lose to New Zealand in the Winter Olympics because they've actually got some decent mountains and some snow. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. How would we feel about losing to New Zealand in the Winter Olympics? It'd be a tough pill to swallow. I mean, I was cheering against uh, against Zoe uh, <laughs> in the big air, uh, and that was a little bit nerve-wracking there. So um, it's going to be uh, a tough one to watch, uh, waiting with bated breath. But, yeah, hopefully uh, silver or, or less off the podium would be would be great as well. It definitely would be going into that. Um, so other results today uh, for the Canadians because we've gone through all the Australians. I should also mention the actual the curling semifinals um, uh, on this evening, if I'm not mistaken, but they do not start for another 15 minutes. So we'll bring you some scores on those uh, when they come in. Um, so in the Alpine combined... Uh, we had one Canadian in that, Ronnie Remy, and Ronnie Remy was one of the two skiers who actually didn't finish the downhill. Uh, so while there was about 30, 100 people who crashed out the slalom, there were only two who crashed out the, uh, the downhill. One of them was old, dear old Ronnie Remy. But it could have been worse. could have been uh, Novina Ignacovic of Serbia, who actually got disqualified. Uh, I believe that's because she's Serbian, and uh, they were like, oh, no, that Djokovic, no, you're disqualified. Just just go away. Sorry, sorry, Novina. Are you, are you vaccinated? bugger off um so a bit of discrimination there jared but you, you don't like novak so you don't really give a shit do you so bother me no not at all um in the uh freestyle in the half pipe the qualifying for both the men and the women um so in the women's uh beloved eileen goo oh she's come through uh she's the uh, number one qualifier she is through but uh we've got three canadians into the final so here's a shot for that gold medal number five rachel kaka that is kaka not parker kaka uh number two she qualified cassie sharp she was on point <laughs> uh six and amy free that was terrible uh 11th uh going through there but there is a brit in there zoe atkin she was fourth so uh, there you go for the medals and um, our Oscar Ericsson of freestyle skiing, Kelly Sidaru of Estonia, she's also through. Two New Zealanders choked, Chloe McMillan and uh, Anya Barrow did not make it. So uh, good news for Australia there. Well done. Uh, and in the men's, uh, Nico Portis did make it through. He was the second qualifier there. But we also got three Canadians through in that and a Brit. So, hey, Britain peaking in the skiing. Um, Brenda McKay, Noah Bowman, and Simon Datos of Canada are all through. And actually two New Zealanders through. Both the Porteous brothers are through. Could have a one-two for the Porteous is there, Jared. What's going on? Scary, scary times. Very. They nearly had three, too. Ben Harrington of New Zealand only missed out on qualifying by a point. So uh, there you go. Aaron Blunk of the US is the number one qualifier in that. Um, yeah, in the ski cross, as we said, there was like 38,000 Canadians who made it through. Um, the small final, uh, Brittany Fellon, Courtney Hoffus, and Hannah Schmidt Schmidt went 5th, 6th, and 7th. Sammy Kennedy Sim, of course, went 4th. And as we said, Marielle Thompson got the silver in that one. Did they not have another? Didn't they have like five Canadians in this, or did all four go through? I feel no, they didn't. Uh, well, that's it. they did. All four went through, so there wasn't more than four. Uh, too many Canadians. Let's just just calm down on the. Why are they so good at ski cross? Um, I don't know. It doesn't seem right to me. But uh, yeah, maybe I'm I'm looking at that differently. Um, in the Nordic combined, 
Uh, I can tell you that uh, for an off-the-podium perspective, Taylor Fletcher, uh, Team USA qualified 7th through in the ski jumping section. Uh, Austria, Norway, Germany, the top three. And breaking news in the Nordic combined, currently Norway are leading in the cross country. They are on track for this 14th gold, Jared. Um, they are leading Germany and Japan a third. USA have moved up into six. So a uh, decent result there. Taylor on for a top six finish in that one. So we'll keep an eye on that. In the 1000 meter speed skating, Alexa Scott was 12th. For Canada, Madison Pearman was 26th. And Britain had a speed sketch. I'm, I'm just fascinated. These sports all of a sudden. Britain are just popping up on my screen. Um, Ilya Smedding of the UK. I, I didn't know the Brits knew how to skate fast. Um, she finished in 23rd. So good for you. Love. You tried. Um, breaking news in the figure skating. Uh, Madeline Shizas of Canada is currently sitting in seventh. I know I'm pronouncing her name wrong, Colin, before you yell at me. I know you've talked a lot about her. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she's in seventh right now. There is about 13 more skaters to go. And currently leading is Ekaterina Kurakova of Poland. Now, she was your, your smoky, I believe, Jared. You thought that she might be in with a bit of a chance there. She was. She had a good run at the uh, at the European champs, so not surprised to see her up there. Yes, I, I'm glad that you uh, you you got such good predictions on this show. So, uh, doing very well there. Um, what did you watch today, Jared? Um, I caught a lot of sports. I obviously watched the the um, combined and the skiing. Um, the I caught the start of the figure skating. Um, the ski cross, uh, the lovely, um, skiing half pipe, which just needs to go. I'm saying, um, <laughs> tell us why, Garrett, tell us why it's just of, of, the, of kind of like the events, the half pipe in skiing is just, the events was a little bit more exciting, but in the women's, it was, I don't know, like three, everyone was doing like, I don't know three spins and that was it two and a half spins like it just wasn't they couldn't get enough air and speed and it just wasn't very exciting i don't know it was just very a half pipe to me is just a weird sport in general it's very side to side which i suppose is, is the is the point of it but um i don't know it just doesn't work on the skis it just looks weird did you did you notice that some would have the poles and some didn't i still mm. question the use of poles in a lot of skiing sports in the olympics um, it just, it's odd. And particularly if you can seemingly choose to use them in the half pipe, like, like I want them, like, you know, ski ballet, the amazing sport that should be in the Olympics. I want them to combine the two. I want them to get to the top of the half pipe and put down a pole and do like a triple Lutz, flip it down into the scream and semen, then land. Like if that's the purpose of a pole, I'm for it. But like, why do they have poles? What is the point? Yeah, I feel like it's... <laughs> It's stupid in in, a, in like a in an event like this. It's almost like it's there as if you're terrible and you're about to fall. Then like that's the only time you use it. So to me, to just you know, get rid of them, get rid of them. Go. Uh, are you sick of Eileen Goo as well? Are you just you you hope if there's anyone I want to see crashed? I'm sorry, Eileen. You seem like a nice girl, but um, 
just I'm just sick of I'm just sick of hearing a name. I'm sorry. And she's she just she just doesn't look really smug to you. She's just one of these people that just I'm sure she's a nice person around her friends, but like if she you met her in the street, she's not giving you two seconds of your time. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm long resigned to the fact we're not getting her on the show, so um, I, I feel like I can say what I want. But no, nah, I'm just I'm in the poo with Eileen Goo, just not feeling it. I'm sorry, Eileen. I'm just over like the hype. I think it is what it is. Like if she's just carrying on about her business, um, it's just all like all the drama and the hype and like oh she changed countries, this that whatever. I was like, I don't know. I just like that's how we get half of our. Uh, uh, medalists and, and athletes, so just kind of get over it. What she can compete the, for who she wants to, you know. What 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 is the bet? Come Milan, she might be wearing the stars and stripes. Um, do do you think? I, I've got a real feeling that this is the only time she'll ever compete for China. Yeah, it's hard to say. I feel like probably, but then there's also a part of me that like maybe she just wants to like rub it in a little bit more, rub some salt <laughs> in that wound. So. Uh-uh. Probably depends well, how much she's getting paid either way. Either that or do we turn around and say, do you think Michaela Shitfram will be competing for China come Milan? Uh, <laughs> team you will say, like, you shit, Michaela, fuck off. And then uh, China comes along and wins a bunch of Alpine skiing medals come Milan. That's um, that maybe there's a scoop there right now. Yeah, I, I reckon Eileen might even um, jump ship to Australia. I mean, she's got Ooh. her bestie, bestie in the commentary box. She does. So myth. there's yes. the link there. Um, we'd be happy to hand her out a green card or our version thereof. So um, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. The biggest coup since Dale. What do you reckon? Mm. The coup with goo. You would be like, wow, we've got a big coup in Eileen Goo. Like, phew, Jesus, come on, Eileen, come to Australia. Got to, got to use the joke. It's been used fifty-eight thousand times in the last two weeks. So um, yeah. Anyway, but uh, hello, Eileen Goo, if you're listening. Big fan, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, Irene Voss is a fan. Now, that's that's a person you, you don't talk down on. That's Irene Voss. Like, when, when you win 14 medals, Eileen, I'll listen. You've got two. Good job. Well done. Good start. You're getting there. Mm. You're a seventh of the way through. So She's got um, a chance to go for the set, though. So, surely she's trying true. to, like, not do too well and just get that bronze locked in. Get the bronze. Yes. She's pulling a Scotty. She's doing the opposite of Scotty. Scotty went bronze, silver, and we'll get gold in Milan. She's going gold, silver, bronze. You know, yep. just trying to sharp Scotty. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, I watched the half pipe. Um, yeah, look, it's. I think we've talked enough about that this week. That just some of these events just all blend into each other. Like it's just the big air, the the slope style, the half pipe. They're kind of the same. Um, you know, like good for them. The kids are into it. Fantastic. Get the kids on board. But like, just. Bring me back to the days of Nagano when you've just got the the parallel giant slalom and the half pipe. That that'll do me for snowboard. Thank you. Keep the cross. I like the ski cross and the snowboard cross. They're entertaining, but I don't know. Keep them to the X Games. Like you know, surely we can have a couple of extra women's ski jumping events, women's Nordic combined. You know, have have some of that rather than fifty eight events that are kind of the same. And as we've established, freestyle skis. You're just lazy. You're just, you're just too lazy. Oh, there's a bit of snow. I can't ski. Well, meanwhile, the alpine skiers and the ski jumpers and the Nordic combines and the cross countries and the biathletes are, you know, kicking up shit when it's snowing. Oh, no, I can't. I've got to go eat my Danish on the finish line. Like, whatever. Um, obviously, watch the ice hockey, uh, the combined and the ski cross. And uh, presently, I am seeing 
It looks like Brian Chiara's uh, training run in Ben going down the hill. They were uh, second in their final training run today. Uh, meanwhile, I think only about seven of the uh, the sleds actually went down the hill. I think most of them kind of decided to stay home. But um, no, it's it's good and uh, looking quite good. I'm seeing here Brian Chiara, Team OTP in uh, in little Ben going down the the hills. So that's happening tomorrow. The first couple of runs of that. Um, any fails today, Jared? I didn't pick up any. I had the um, the computer was back on in the background on mute, so um, difficult to pick up the fails when there's no sound. Um, the montage today though wasn't as wasn't as good as usual, you know. Oh, um, okay. It was just a little bit boring, but I suppose nothing's really living up to the hype of that Valentine's Day one. So hope, was- hopefully they can uh, bring it back and and do something special over the next couple of days. Was that the disco one? that you saw today because there was a there was a cool little disco one that they uh they had going today i don't know if you saw that one um it might have been i had the sound off maybe it was okay maybe it was better with the sound <laughs> you but just the, the images i was like it's not impressive it didn't have a theme to it that was see it's just missing a theme it's just general i don't know people breathing heavy after the <laughs> cross country and stuff so yeah, okay. All right. I see what you did. I look again, Channel Seven, absolutely spot on today. Perfect. Just never seen Olympic coverage as good as uh they have ever had there on Channel Seven. Fantastic work and uh, what a team. They're putting their all into it, they're working their butts off. Fantastic effort by everybody involved in what a, what an absolutely superb Olympic network, Channel Seven are and, and seriously, if you didn't know, SAS Australia is starting on Monday. You should watch it. I believe there's some good people in it. There might be some drama, I think, not too sure. Also, again, it hasn't been advertised very well, so I just I feel like I need to plug it. Dancing with the Stars is also coming back on Channel Seven. Should watch it. Looking good. Um Home and Away, weeknights at seven o'clock. Uh I believe Alf's still in it. Good for Alf. How do you think Alf would go on the ski cross? I think Alf would do pretty well. Be pretty aggressive. <laughs> I think Alf's more of a figure skater, don't you? He's got the build for it. True. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ice dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, a bit of Harley Quinn going on. A couple, on of, couple of twizzles for old Alf. He'd, he'd be Joker. Irene would be uh, Harley Quinn uh, looking good out there on the ice. So, I wonder if um, he'll um, advertise his uh, circulation thing as well. Yeah, I know. I, After I agree. a hard day out on the ice, I put my feet up and <laughs> whatever, whatever. Speaking, <laughs> Speaking of ads, Jared, do you think that Australia's new national catchphrase should be put a sock in it, Mountain? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of one of those ones where it's actually quite a funny little uh, catchphrase, which is kind of annoying. What is it? A-H-M. But, um, like, I don't know. I feel like put a sock in it, Mountain, should be uh, the new Not Happy Jan. It's up there. I feel like we don't... <sighs> I suppose it's just the way of, of like free to air TV and, and like streaming platforms that ads don't really have that same uh, like last lasting and, and iconicness. Um, but it might be up there. Yeah. Put a sock in it mountain. I do. I do appreciate the ad. <laughs> Put a sock in it mountain. The, the ones that confuse me, they've got ads for, um, is it? So they've got an Amazon ad for like free delivery. I think there's two. There's an eBay one, which is kind of funny, where it's like, oh, a latte party. And it's like, what's a latte? Like, it's kind of funny, but they're kind of very similar. But then you've also got, um, is it the TikTok ad, where it's got, like, Martha Stewart on it or something? And it's like, I love that guy in the factory. He's like, you're freaking me out, Terry, or something <laughs> like that. Like, um, But, like, 
my biggest gripe with the ads in these Olympics, like honestly, and this is not just me saying this is suck up to Channel 7, I don't think they're quite as annoying as what we had uh, last time around with The Voice. Like I'm still having trauma over the fact that The Voice, and like they've got ads for The Voice this time around, but they're very limited, so good job. Um, but there's so many ads on right now that I just don't know what they're advertising. Like Matt Damon is advertising crypto, I think. Like it's so like obscure. And there's that one with the little animated black and white guy where he's like, we've got a seat at the table and ASX and Wall Street. I think it's for like stock market. I, like when you don't know what they're advertising, you've got a problem. Like I don't know if this is just me, that I'm dumb, but like at least put a sock in it, Mountain. It's for insurance. Great. Dancing with the Stars. We get it. Grant Daniel Short. Um, you know, SAS, what's a face collapses. Good on you, Melissa Wu. I hope you're okay. But like, I, I don't know. Do you know these ads I'm talking about and what the fuck they're advertising? I do. And I feel the same way. I think it's just, I think part of it is bad ad, but then part of it is probably just me having like zero interest in what's being advertised. So I'm just like, oh, crypto, oh, stocks, oh, finances, oh, switch off, you know? I actually got to say, and I, I'm guessing this is more of a Melbourne thing. Um, they've got a lot of ads advertising, like obviously trying to tour within Australia, which is great. So there's a there's a Melbourne ad, which is quite clever. And I'm glad to hear Taxi Ride get set. It's, it's been way too long since we've heard some Taxi Ride on Australian uh, media. So that's they're quite clever. Uh, there's an ad for like Adelaide, like Visit South Australia. Great. There's the very casual Western Australia one, where it's just this guy who's like, yeah, I've been working nine to five and I just couldn't relax. So I moved to Western Australia. <laughs> I was like, well, did you, mate? The borders are closed. Good luck there. Um, and then, of course, you've got show-offs Queensland. Uh, you know, wish there would be days like this. And it's just like, oh, beautiful. Haven't seen any ads for New South Wales or Tasmania, though. So uh, what's how would how do you sell people to New South Wales? Because I just assume it's just like, hey, we've got a harbour bridge. Come to New South Wales. I mean, do, do, does anyone even sell the rest of New South Wales outside of Sydney? Yeah, I feel like the rest of New South Wales doesn't get a look in. Um, maybe like the Hunter, like the wine region, maybe. Yep. Um, every now and then they'll probably do like a rural thing. Um, but that was probably more when Gladys was in. Um, <laughs> just put no, a little Gladys. bit of money out there. Um, but yeah, I just feel like it's always the, uh, it's very predictable when it's a, mm. it's a visit New South Wales ad. So um I'm hoping we get something original at some point, you know. Speaking just actually really quickly uh, before we get into our Daily Dale and all well, of already Daily Dale's Esther, we know that. We don't need to talk about that. Um, but our athlete celebration days. Um, we mentioned the Commonwealth Games a week ago that Tasmania had officially put their hat into the ring. It's been basically all but confirmed a couple of days ago that the Commonwealth Games Federation is exclusively talking to Victoria, not the city I used to live in in Canada in the 1994 Commonwealth Games, the state of Victoria, basically a regional bid. Uh, places like Bendigo, Geelong will sort of have the focus here and basically this will happen, I think. Um, so I've got to say two things on this. One, I think Tasmania basically were like, hey, we're regional, give us like the lawn bowls, which doesn't look like it's going to work. And two, I do love that the Tasmanian media goes, oh, we've been snubbed by the mainland again. It's like, okay. You announced your bid on Friday and then it was put through on Wednesday. 
basically every other capital city in Australia had put their hands up for the Commonwealth Games. And, you know, I think Melbourne, Victoria was always going to get it. And also, subtle brag, at least the Hobart Olympic bid lasted longer than five days. Just saying. Like, you should have given me a call. Good help. Now, what do you, what do you think of um, Victoria? Not Melbourne. Victoria hosting the Commonwealth Games in 2026. I think it's an interesting one. It's a little bit different. Obviously, would have loved to see uh, Tasmania. I uh, was fully behind that, but I'm um, just too late to the party, you know. Got to get, get ahead of the curve, you know. Um, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what venues they use and where stuff is held. But I think with Commonwealth, it's obviously a lot more, lot more achievable. Um, but yeah, I did see the lovely. Um, the little bit of complaining by Tasmania about give us the um what do they want? They wanted like the rowing and the cycling. Yeah. It's look, it's it's very Tasmanian if I'm being completely honest anyway. Um I mean in all seriousness, we've got Lake Barrington, it's a great rowing venue. Um but I think it was a long shot. I, like if I'm being completely and this is obviously probably more of a discussion, we'll do a one or two episodes on the Commonwealth Games later this year, but I I'm as an Australian, I hate saying this, but I'm sick of Australia hosting them. Like this is you know, I realize that less people want the Commonwealth Games than they want the Olympics now, so it's hard. But, like, I feel this is just something that should be shared around a lot more. And, I mean, again, I look at Canada and New Zealand. Like, they haven't ho- – like, New Zealand hasn't hosted since 1990. Canada since 94. Canada, I think, are assuming to get 2030 for the 100th anniversary of the first Commonwealth Games in Hamilton in Ontario. Um, but it's just – it was great in 2006 when we all remember Melbourne, the hype around that. That was pretty cool. And then obviously the Gold Coast was was a great event and fantastic, but this is now going to be like within eight years of last hosting it. It's just it's losing its sway. It's like oh another Commonwealth Games. Like this should be something exciting. And then it's also a case of do you really get excited for a Commonwealth Games six years out from hosting the Olympics again? Like you know, and then we've obviously got the Women's World Cup uh, for for soccer next year as well. So I mean, it's great that we're getting these big events, but. I, I love the Commonwealth Games. I've always loved the Commonwealth Games, but I just they're losing their appeal so much, and particularly if it's just like, oh, we're always going to host the bloody things. I mean, 2034, I think Emu Plains are as a shoo-in to, to host it, basically, but I don't know. I guess we can talk about that later in the year, but I mean, are you sick of Australia hosting them? Or I, I don't know. Yeah, it does feel too soon, um, and it would be nice to get a bit more variety there, and I think... Uh, as much as it's not Melbourne and it's regional, like it's still Victoria as well, which probably kind of adds to it a little bit. Um, but you know, they're on. Someone's hosting them, so I suppose that's that's, that's the main thing. It's just can't can't give them away at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah hopefully moving forward, there's a little bit more variety. Yes, it will be nice. But congratulations. It hasn't been formally announced yet, but uh, it, they've got it. I mean, unless all of a sudden there's a late bid from like Christchurch or something like that, which I'd say I'd be, I'd be team Christchurch. Give them to New Zealand. Like, come on, they deserve it. Um, so our daily celebration, so uh, Collins Canada uh, Day, um, Katrina Lee May Dion of uh, Canada, funnily enough, so uh, she is a speed skater, was a – well, she's still alive. Uh, she – as in was, as in retired. Um, she competed in Lillehammer, Nagano, and Salt Lake City. Uh, she won a total of three medals. She got a bronze in the 1,000 metres and a gold in the 500 metres in Nagano. And four years later in Salt Lake City, she became the first ever Canadian athlete to defend an Olympic gold medal. Um, I don't know if that's for winter and summer or just winter only, but she won the 500 metres in Salt Lake 
And she is now the chef de mission for Team Canada. She's the one. I don't know if you've seen any of the social media for Canada, but they've got a bit of a, a thing going on now where at each of the venues they, they go to and they've got like a Canadian drum. So they're, they're banging a drum and it's it's Katrina who's doing that. They're chef de mission. So um, she's very – I mean, I mean, Alyssa's the deputy chef de mission and she's probably more visible without a drum. But um, there you go. That is – it's Katrina Lee May Dion Day. So uh, thank you, Katrina, for – being a speed skater. Um, and for Australia, we've also got skaters of some variety. It is Nancy Hallam and Gwen Maloney Day. Now, Jared, I'm sure you may have read the post today, but tell us what you know about the esteemed Nancy Hallam and Gwen Maloney. Do you, do you know anything about them at all? Well, not having seen the post, um, I can't say I know much about them. Um I don't know, pioneers, pioneers of, uh, of, of the all women ice dance. You're actually not far off the money there, uh, Joe. They are definitely pioneers. They're Australia's first ever female winter Olympians. Um, in 1952, they competed in the women's figure skating, uh, the, the singles, and uh, they finished 14th and 21st. So Nancy was 14th and 21st for Gwen. Um, Bing Gwen Gwen, can we call it that? Um, but, uh, yeah, no, pioneers for Australian winter sports, our first ever female winter Olympians. So, uh, well done to Nancy Halam and Gwen Maloney, uh, icons of the sport, of, of winter sports in Australia. So there you go. Uh, in all seriousness, yes, it is, uh, es- daily, daily Esther. Well, that's a new thing. The Daily Dale is, I mean, look. I feel like I'm not going to ask you to question it because um, clearly I think we've all solidified this is going to happen. Um, but, uh, I mean, did you have any other honourable possible mentions anyway that you wanted to mention potentially or were you just so set on Esther that you didn't think about anyone else today? I mean, completely set on Esther. The, the only other honourable mentions I had uh, would obviously be Poulin um, in, the, in, the, in the ice hockey, um, mm-hmm. those goals in the gold medal matches. Um, and then also uh, Sandra Niceland in the um, ski cross, just just mm-hmm. breaking that Canada streak, you know. Yep, yep, indeed. Well, just just on Esther, just um, just to go through the trend here, I've got a few more Esther Ledecker facts for people because um, th- these went off yesterday. I mean, this is all the internet was talking about yesterday. Just, if you, I mean, I, I I actually heard a rumor that you had people banging your door down last night, going, "Jared, we want more. That's we want true. more Esther facts." Just what more? So um, let's 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 go through some of these. If paper beats rock, rock beats scissors, and scissors beats paper, what beats all three at the same time? Esther Ledecker. Uh, Esther Ledecker can dribble a bowling ball. <laughs> well done. Um, if you want a list of Esther Ledecker's enemies, just check the extinct species list. Solid, solid fact. Um, some kids pee their name in the snow. Esther Ledecker can pee his name into concrete, her name into concrete. <laughs> that, that's a good one. Um, Esther Ledecker's calendar goes straight from March 31st to April 2nd because no one fools Esther Ledecker. Um, <laughs> Esther Ledecker can speak Braille. It's <laughs> pretty clever. Uh, <laughs> Champions are the breakfast of Esther Ledecker. Yep. Uh, the Dark is afraid of Esther Ledecker. Yep. Um, yeah, these, these are pretty good. When Esther Ledecker enters a room, she doesn't turn the lights on. She turns the dark off. Yep. Um, what's the, uh, I can't find it. One of my favorite ones of these, it's like, um, 
Esseladeca's daughter lost her virginity and Esseladeca went and got it back or something like that. Or uh, Esseladeca drove her mum home from the hospital after she was born. <laughs> um, so, oh, here we go. This is this is appropriate to China. Uh, the Great Wall of China was originally created to keep Esseladeca out. It didn't work. Clearly not. She's kicking ass in Beijing. So, um, there you go. Uh, we, we might have some more of those tomorrow. I think that's a, that's a good trend. Speaking of more, uh, we have got a, another great little clip right now for you. Uh, speaking with our favorite researcher from channel seven, not me, who cares about me? Uh, Marnie Vinyl, uh, last time we're going to chat to her during these Olympics and, uh, getting her thoughts on all things to do with Beijing. So let's hear a little chat we had with Marnie right now. We are so excited to be able to welcome back our favorite guest, during the Beijing Olympics, uh, researcher at Channel 7, and I just found out, loves smoothies for breakfast. Money uh, <laughs> finally is back. You didn't think I was going to bring that up, did you? Well, I sound like the most riveting person <laughs> that you have ever met. What's a, what's your friend Marnie like? Well, she likes smoothies, yeah. has them for breakfast. Yep. So... I, I'm sure everyone's super excited to have me back, um, especially with that intro. I, I do my sound check before I come on air with Colin and Jared, and the, the sound check I learnt in Canada is you ask people what they had for breakfast. So I legitimately learn from guests every day what they have for breakfast, and I'm telling you now, smoothie is not the most boring breakfast I've ever heard. <laughs> so you, you are, there are Olympians who have worse breakfast than you. So yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all, actually. And I can't go into detail if you like um sure well i mean we're on the topic what, what give, give us your favorite your go-to smoothie well at, while i'm in the winter olympics and i'm basically just sleeping and working i actually uber eats about four smoothies and then just put them in my fridge <laughs> one morning so that i would just be able to take them out which feels so bougie and wow. so luxe but usually banana spinach blueberries coconut yogurt bit of hemp seeds we are coconut water, and we are laughing. You lost me at spinach. That seems like an odd combination with everything that you just mentioned there. Spinach, actually, because people are like, oh, there's like grass. You need to put a mammoth amount of spinach in with all those other flavours to actually taste it. Mm. So you're just getting your nutrients. Um, <laughs> yep. Wow, I think now the time with me having no taste is probably when I should be trying these, so it, it wouldn't really bother me. But wow, interesting. Um, welcome back. It's great to be here to talk about smoothies, um, <laughs> the number one topic of the Olympics. But uh, we've only got a couple of days to go now, Marnie. How how are you feeling at the end of another your second Olympics that you've worked on for Channel Seven? So sad. I can't believe it's Thursday. It keeps feeling it feels like Friday, but yeah. it is Thursday. So there's only a few days left, which is really, really upsetting. I feel like um, maybe earlier in the week it's getting to the point where you're, like, kind of counting down the days a little bit. You're keeping mm -hmm. an eye on, oh, there's only, you know, less than a week to go. But then you get to the tail end of that week and you're like, oh, no, there's only a few days to go. So, um, yeah, a little sad. little sad, little sad. You, you then will suffer what I like to call SALS, Severe Olympic Withdrawal Syndrome, which will hit you on Monday. It lasts for a couple of days, but that's when if you've got your 7 Plus app ready to watch some of the replays and I was digging up some old tapes uh, from past Olympics. I was watching Turin last night. So, you know, things like that that keeps you going. It, it helps, trust me, from a therapy perspective. <laughs> 
Okay. I'm a therapist. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll treat you as my therapist next week. You might just get a few calls being like, what do you oh, recommend? That's yeah. That's... <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't. We should stop there. Yeah. We... When you're calling somebody who probably needs therapy uh, to give you therapy, then something's uh, something struggling there. What... I know I've asked you this sort of in separate ways the two times I've had you on, but what's something unique that you've learnt during these games covering it? Maybe not necessarily from an Olympics perspective, but you obviously do a lot of other work with different sports. But mm-hmm. Is it something that stood out to you in terms of uh, talking to people about the Winter Olympics versus, say, other sports that you do cover? Yeah, it's been really interesting because so living in Melbourne, which is hard AFL territory, you come in on a Monday morning to an office and the is all over the place because people's teams have done well, people's teams have done bad. You've got a mismatch of feelings and emotions. But with the Winter Olympics, you're always coming in kind of knowing what the vibe is going to be. So, like, you come in on a Sunday morning after Jacqueline Narricott gets the silver that feels like gold. <laughs> you come in and, you know, you can just walk in straight away being like, how good was last night? Well, like, I can't do that if Essendon beat Carlton because there's no doubt will be a Carlton person in that office. Smart people. The Essendon, yeah, absolutely. No, you're, you're, you're in Essendon colours, mate. I just well, hey, these are, these are Team Canada colours. Excuse me, Marnie. Thank you very much. Yeah. We don't offend me. I just assume all of Canada goes to <laughs> Essendon. So. No, Canadians are smart, so none of them go. Over. Although you do have a Canadian who plays for you, so I guess there is that. So you know. Oh, I love McGraw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so it, it, and and the same with like the flatness, right? Like Laura Peel did an amazing job, and we are so proud of her, but. It was a disappointing ending, I think, to her Olympic campaign uh, for this year. And so you come in after she was expected and she was really hyped up by us, I will say, to get the gold. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and so to come in after, you know, she didn't land her final jump um, and you can just come in and be like, oh... Yeah, last night that was a bit flat, wasn't it? And everyone's like, yeah, it was. Which is just so different to the usual sporting climate, sporting fan climate of this city where everyone is a range of different emotions. Even with something like the tennis, like mm. we can all get behind, you know, Rafa. Well, I was the one who got yelled at the next day when I said <laughs> I don't like him. I was like, I was going for what's his... You were going for him? He sucks! Boo! Rafa's awesome! Like, okay, I'll just go stand over there then. I mean, they were correct in giving you that feedback. Mm. Um... But, but you know, with, with all these internationals coming and playing in Melbourne, because we are the sporting capital, um, put it on record, sporting capital of the world, Melbourne, um, you know, you have all these internationals coming in, so even when it is things where you can barrack for Australia, obviously everyone's going to go for Ash Barty, but in, in tournaments like the tennis where you don't have an Australian in the final... Mm. Um, there, there still is that mismatch of emotions and vibes. Not the Olympics. We are all hard Australian fans. He, he says, well, you say sitting next to a guy in a Team Canada jersey, that's a bit awkward. But, you know, I, I completely, I, I, I notice that, like, when I come up for the Formula One. Obviously, everyone's hard nut, Daniel Ricciardo fan. Of course you are. But, I mean, I'm wearing Ferrari colours. Somebody else is going to be wearing Red Bull and you can still go for, you know, and have that kind of support. One thing I want to ask you about is you got to have lunch yesterday with Stephen freaking Bradbury on Stephen freaking Bradbury Day. Uh, tell us about that experience. Did you did you ever think in your wildest dreams that you would be doing a job where you got to go and celebrate lunch with Stephen Bradbury <laughs> 20 years to the day when he won our first ever gold medal? Will you grant me a question to you beforehand? Oh, absolutely. And that is when you were just talking. I, I want This might be a really easy question for you to answer. Well, if Australia no made it to in the ice qualified for the ice hockey and Australia versus Canada, who would you be supporting? 
Look, I'll be completely honest with you and say that I probably still would support Canada, but I would, like, this is a similar thing happened to me at the World Cup in soccer. I'm a massive Germany fan. So back in 2010, Australia played Germany in the first group stage game. Germany beat Australia 4 nothing. I was cheering for Germany still. Yeah, right. um, and I got blasted on social media because I'm going like, yeah, 3-0, 4-0. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? So I would probably be the same because it's kind of one of those things where... That was me, by the way. Yeah. The what the fuck are you doing? That, yeah, was, that yeah, was me, yeah. yeah. Well, like, like, oh, another... If Tasmania get an AFL team. I'm always going to go for Carlton. Always. Yeah, but, of course, yeah. I'll still go for Carl, uh, for Tassie. But if Tassie played Carlton in a grand final, ooh, that's tricky. So, yes, does, that, does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I just okay. wanted to know... But if Australia v Canada were playing at the time that we are both in that researcher slash commentators lounge and it is on the TV, are you game enough to be outwardly cheering for Canada when you were surrounded about eight people who are all sports fans? Yeah, I would say yes because I'm I'm used to having two sporting... Like, in NHL and NBA, I have two teams. So, like, if they play each other, I've got one that I probably would go for more... Like, as a Raptors and a Bulls fan, I'm probably going to go the Raptors more. Flames and and the Ducks, I'm probably going to go for the Flames a little bit more. But... I, I'm loyal to my team's money. So the fact that, like, yeah, it'd be great if Australia made the Olympics, mm. of course, but, like, I'm, again, I'm a I'm loyal sport. to my country. Well, I'm loyal to my country. <laughs> like, I, I'm biased, bleed Australia, greed and gold. But, like, I've like when it comes to, say, like, the soccer, I've always gone for Germany and yeah. ice hockey, I've always gone for Canada. And a lot of that comes from the fact that Australia, just growing up, the soccer has never made the World Cup. So that's why I kind of had to have a team. And now that we do, it's... Complex queer. I'm a complex <laughs> fan, but anyway, Bradbury, Bradbury, tell me about Bradbury. Yay! Okay, sorry to dilute yeah, that. So you should be. This is this is a very <laughs> serious podcast. We always stay on topic. We never go off topic. What are you talking about? I am, and also to be handballed a question about Stephen Bradbury and to <laughs> handball something else back is pretty gutsy of me, Skilled. to be honest. Skilled. You um, fell over into it. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, hey. Thank you, thank you. I'm here to I'm here to all Sunday when the Olympics end. Um, Stephen Bradbury Day is a day that all of Australia can celebrate. Is <laughs> <laughs> it is baked into our national history. It is one of the proudest moments of our time. I think even a lot of my friends who aren't um, sporting friends, like my sister is one who is just, she's just not a sporting person. Um, she knows who Stephen Bradbury is. She thinks he's an absolute icon, as he is. So it was very exci- It was also very exciting that I got a photo having a beer with Stephen Bradbury on Stephen Bradbury Day yeah. and that I could just put that on my socials. With- uh, I was very jealous. Yeah, I bet. But I haven't got a photo. I've only met him the once. I haven't what? got a photo with him yet. So I'm oh. going to, hoping today, hoping today is that day. Um, before I let you go, Manny, I will say thank you for joining us. It's been fun. Obviously, we couldn't get do, to do this as much as you could because, you know, Corona, great. Um, but we will get you on in a full capacity. We'll learn a little bit more about you and, and I want to learn more about just your Olympic I guess, experiences in life outside of working on them and how it came to be and all that sort of stuff. But I've got uh, a really good story, actually, from ooh. Sydney 2000. So oh, Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm listening. Before I let you go, you've got a bobsled joke. Well, your dad oh, has a bobsled joke. For a second there, I was going to tell my terrible Who Wrote the Winter Olympics book again. I was like, Mom's okay. Do it again. Okay. This, is, this is from your dad, but this is hilarious. I like this. Did you hear the US bobsled team put Donald Trump's picture on the front of the sled? Apparently, no one else can make America go downhill faster. <laughs> Brilliant. That's a perfect way to end it. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. And uh, go Team Canada. 2 nothing right now in the women's at the time of recording this. So let's, let's maintain it.
the Australian ice hockey team have won in my heart. <laughs> Thank you so much. And it was great to be able to chat with Marnie and we'll get her on at some point in a uh, much bigger capacity to learn a little bit more about what it's like to work at an Olympics and how you get involved and all that sort of stuff. Are you, are you tempted to get involved in research now, Jared, that uh, you're hearing these stories or uh, you just you just too too focused on on this this side of the Olympics and just talking shit about you know Michaela Shitfren. Yeah, I, I suppose the only turn off is just not being able to uh, to uh, bag out Channel Seven, which for why would you? They're perfect. They're brilliant. Um, Never would do that. But uh, it, does, it seems exciting. I think the the appeal of of getting to meet all these past Olympians is uh, is, is definitely up there. I uh, had the opportunity today to have a bit more of a chat with Mr. Bradbury, which was uh, quite a quite an honour, quite a very uh, very great man, Stephen, on many levels. Just such a laid back, cool guy. And um, I shared a photo on my social media. I got got my photo with Stephen, but of course, in the background, the great Scott McGrory just happened to uh, be photo bombing it. So it's not a bad effort when you get a photo with an Olympic gold medalist being bombed by an Olympic gold medalist. So. Um, Pretty fun times there, but uh, I've I've shared out. They're, they're very aware of the show, and we're going to try and get some of uh, these uh, former Olympians. They all seem keen, so uh, keep an eye out, and uh, you'll see some of those hopefully coming soon with that. Um, breaking news in the Nordic combined. We'll say Taylor Fletcher, six for Team USA. Good job there. In the bronze medal position, a Japan. In the silver medal position, Germany and the gold medal has gone to Norway. They've gotten their 14th gold. Get on board the Norwegians. Jared, you reckon they weren't going to do this, but they're one away right now. How are you feeling now about your prediction? You know, I've got to stand by it. So um, something's going to happen drastic in, in, in the remainder of the, uh, of the cross-country scheme. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. They might go the wrong way on a course or something like that. So it's true. They've uh, yeah. got a history of doing that. They do, yes. Uh, breaking news in the figure skating. Uh, Ekaterina Kurikova of Poland still leading that one at the moment. Um, and breaking news in the curling. The semifinals have begun. Uh, and presently both matches are, well, at least on my screen, is still nothing, nothing. I feel like we should have a score at least one of them now. But... Uh, Perhaps I am wrong up and trying and uh, that it is nothing. Both of those are, yes, to, uh, that in the curling. So we shall have the results of those ones for you tomorrow. Um, speaking of tomorrow, we do have a total of four medals. Not many tomorrow, but um, we've obviously got uh, Bree and Kiara going down in the two-woman bobsled uh, we've got Scott Gow back in the biathlon, the mass start, and also in the figure skating, Eric Radford will be going in the pairs, that is in terms of off-the-podium guests, uh, what they're up to tomorrow. But the medal results tomorrow, the men's mass start, as I just said, the biathlon, the uh, men's ski cross in the freestyle skiing, the women's halfpipe in the freestyle skiing, and the men's 1,000 metres in the speed skating. What tickles your fancy tomorrow, Jared, amongst those ones uh, and maybe some of the non Metal events, where I said curling, bobsleigh, those sort of events. Um, well, obviously, my eyes will be on the uh, on the ice hockey. Oh yes, of um, course. What am I watching, talking about here? Watching Jared. Slovakia take down Finland. Yeah. Um, but then, other than that, I 
am a big fan of the ski cross. So I'm looking forward to being able to watch that again and watch the uh, men duke it out. I I am actually, you know, considering Canada aren't in the semifinals, I generally kind of tune off the hockey once Canada are out. But um, I, look, it's a grudge match between you and I because I'm very much Team Finland. Uh, I really, really am. I just, I just really want them to crack through for that gold medal. Um, but look, having said that, if Slovakia go through, fairy tale story, the Germany of 2022. Um, but I'm Team Sweden all the way against Rock. Sorry, Rock, but uh, just uh, I'm going for the for the Swedes there. But uh, we'll see how we play out with all of that. Uh, for another exciting day of action, day 14. Can you believe it that we are here for that? Um, anything else, Jared, you, you want to say? You got, got everything off the chest? You, you're satisfied? You, you're getting an early night tonight for once, sort of, an early night by our standards recently to get ready for Slovakia. So um, how are you feeling about your boys? You know, I'm quietly confident. I feel like they put up a good fight against the US. And if we see that again, then I think it's it's possible they could get through. Is this going to translate to Eurovision in a couple of months? Are you going to be like Team Slovakia, like come Eurovision? Uh, you know, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Um, depends if they're competing or not. Yeah. Okay. We probably should have uh, checked that first before I asked you that question, shouldn't I? Good job. I feel, like, uh, I feel like they do I feel like it's uh, it's Slovenia in the um, in Eurovision, not Slovakia. They just mm. don't bother showing up. They're too good, nah. too concentrated nah. on hockey. Just uh, I think it's because 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 the Czech Republic's there. They're like, oh well, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Slovakia. Georgie Parker thinks they're the same place, so it's it's all good. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, of course, remember do all the great things on social media, like follow um, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, what's the other one? Facebook, that's one, Ben. Good job. Um, Live journal, DeviantArt, go for it. Um, all available. And uh, also, sportspodcastawards.com, still number one. We're, we're, we're up there till we do a Michaela Shitfren. So just uh, while we're on top, keep voting for us, Jared. Uh, about 87 times today, I believe. Yeah. We're, we're going like the, the anti-Bradbury route of just yep. leaving from the start and continuing that through. Absolutely. We're a Swedish ski crosser. We just we just dominate. Just absolutely plow it through. Uh but vote on there as best as you can. As best as you can. Please try voting. I'm sure you can do it. Um and uh yeah, I don't know if Colin will be with us tomorrow night. We don't really need him, do we? Like I mean, Canada wins gold, we can just talk without him. So, you know, what do we need him for? Yeah. Exactly. Put a sock in it, Colin. Um <laughs> Oh, see, he's not here to even know what we're talking about. Um, Jared, thank you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. It's been fun. And uh, we will be back tomorrow, as always. Shout out to Jason Momoa. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I keep saying that. Put a sock in a pen. And remember, go left.
What an episode. You loved every single second of it. It's been, again, just quickly reminding you once again, if you want to help us win a Sports Podcast Award, sportspodcastawards.com, register to vote, click on Best Olympic and Paralympic Podcast section, listen to the other nominees, and then go, hey, Off the Podium's awesome. They're so good. They put in so much work and so much effort, and we just love them, and they deserve to go on the podium for once. Ben's awesome. Jared's awesome. Colin's okay, but he's also kind of awesome. We'd really appreciate it. And particularly if you've actually listened to the rest of this and ended up here, because generally I assume you've well and truly tuned out by now. But seriously, if you're at this point of the podcast, then you're a true listener. And that means that you're a true fan and you should vote for us. Sportspodcastawards.com. Do it now. We will thank you forever. Literally ever. Like every episode moving forward, we will thank you forever. Sportspodcastawards.com. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll speak to you next time on Off the Podium. I'm I'm really going to go now. Bye.